1: subculture and, and overall bad bad acid. Acid. Welcome, welcome welcome to kettle, to kettle whistle, whistle Radio. Radio. with your with host, your host, host Dave, Dave, and Dave and Sean, Sean.
2: Fiends, iHeartRadio listeners, glad to have you back. One of our oldest friends and one of the first people to come onto the show uh, ever. When we, we used to be Red Horse Radio back in the day, before I, I met Taddy, um, I met Chris Mariano actually the same day as Heather Taddy at the same convention, Steel City Con. It was a great time, and this guy had his own Pee Wee Herman type adult. Uh, Comedy show, YouTube-ish, with his brother, the Omatics. Great band if you like Devo, and if you're into Devo meets, um, they might be giants. This guy, uh, watch it. Just go watch the Omatics. Go watch the Omatics show on YouTube. I've been boasting about it for years. I got on his show before I even was established. Uh, with my maniacal behavior here just check him out this is a lot of fun and this is why you do what you do and he totally introduced the idea of being creative and passing it on and um, hopefully some of you out there got inspired to do the same thing and that's why we do this there's not a lot of money in it folks not a lot of money after 15 years I'm starting to see a little change there but dude it was a lot of work alright trust me on that to get recognized Right now, though, Chris Mariano, The Omatic Show. Go on Facebook, those that dare. I know it's so evil. Here. Um, I don't like it either, but it's a necessary evil, all of it. Instagram, The Omatic Show, Chris Omatic Show, Chris Mariano. And all I can say is thank you so much for listening. We love you, and um, I hope you hate me. It's a lot of fun. In case you didn't figure it out, I do like to do the show rather raw, rather real and uh, like in real time you know of course you guys don't hear it in real time and there's going to be a lot of changes which are good changes Uh, we got picked up by a media company out west uh, in LA and um, we'll talk more about them later because I'm going to have one of them on here and one of them made an incredibly cool sci-fi horror flick um, called uh, Nightmare Code and uh, you can actually watch it on YouTube I've been uh, given the okay for you guys to go check it out it's a thinking man sci-fi horror uh we'll review it we'll have the director on probably in june lots of things happening like i said and we're getting more bands uh <laughs> teo gato and uh ivo Carazo of morgan stern will be coming back because i need a redemption if anybody listened to that episode um yeah well you know what it happened in this episode too but last time i got good um i got good news uh, before the show and uh, yeah I lost my mind during the Morgan Stern episode well during this one I've got Chris Mariano uh, whimsy fantastic creative unbelievable Created his own Pee Wee Herman show for adults on YouTube and it was fun does punk rock Devo like I said earlier however um, during the show like even like I, I just can't escape this stuff because we are low-budget okay in case you didn't figure that out either And uh, I get a scroll about, well, I'm not an unhealthy person, but hey, I'm older and things happen and an MRI result came through right in front of me while I'm doing the show with uh, Chris. And Chris, I'm sorry. That's why we have to do that again. And hence the reference back to Teo Gatto when I got good news. Well, this one wasn't such great news, but it's not terrible news either. I'm not going to sweat it. Um, And I'll be back uh, very soon. Just, uh, we got, like I said, we got a lot to cover, but enjoy this and um, I've got some stuff coming from the archives, if not something new for you very soon. And you know, when Sean's in town and Heather is around, they'll be joining me. But stick with us, dude, like you have been and dudettes. And for God's sakes, guys quit the fly fishing for a day and girls don't go to the nail salon. Schedule yourself an MRI if you can do that and it's feasible with your health insurance because it is worth your time It will save you. All right. I'm just saying that now. All right now sit back. Enjoy Whatever you do.
1: I'm Heather Taddy and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio It's a hot summer's day, people work, kids play outside, inside, and all around. Here he comes, here he comes, he's the man of the hour, bringing ice cream power to the town. Hey, do you hear that sound? The ice cream man. It's not time to catch the bugs, alive, light playing cards, hide and seek, and whiffle football. Here he comes, here he comes in his little truck, and he's got enough for one and all.
2: up kielbasa fans hey kids if you're going to record something do not have kielbasa for lunch and no it's about the burping it, the gaseous upheaval of burping chris mariano it happens yeah it like happens. what's the worst thing you ate before you recorded? and you, you keep it on the upheaval as opposed to the down level
3: Um, There's just been times where I was like, why did I eat this? Or, you know, always having to run to use the bathroom in the middle of a show was always fun.
2: Now, you don't mean like a live performance, do you?
3: Oh, my gosh. Live performances have always been an interesting situation. I never really had a problem during a live performance. So good. Um, one time, a little off topic, I was when we were doing a show, they set up a smoke machine right next to the drums and i when i play i kind of look like animal from the muppets i go crazy on the drums so i did a drum roll like a like a complete drum fill and i turned my head to the right and for some reason i always play with my mouth open i don't know why and i did a drum roll i turned to the right my mouth is open and that exact second i turned to the right the guy sh- Shoots the smoke machine and it goes right into my mouth and I start choking. It couldn't have been any better place, the smoke machine. It could have been any better timing, but you know, fun times.
2: I've actually done that on purpose, and it's a horrific experience. It just—you can't come back from that, like in the moment. Yeah, and you
3: gotta—you gotta keep rhythm too. You know, I don't want to mess up.
2: Yeah, and you think you could like breathe the smoke back out? No. Yeah. No, you can't.
3: No, it goes right. You're down tasting your it.
2: You're tasting it's terrible. It. Uh, so ice cream, <laughs> you have stories. Not we. We just heard ice cream, man. But you have a story about. Is it? Oh, Fallout. Peppermint Cha Cha. Well, no, I love that song. But okay, go with that.
3: Okay, so Peppermint Cha Cha. So basically, what we're doing now, my brother and I, <laughs> our latest and greatest project is Maritone Records. Um, during the lockdown. I did something that I've never done before, and I recorded my own album. Um, so that album is actually under the name Butterfly Jones in the Colony.
2: Now, wait, 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 Chris, you did this yourself, like all the instruments or?
3: Yeah, yeah. All the instruments myself, which is a great learning experience. <laughs> and then um, I was sending the tracks over to my brother. Now, Years ago, my brother was recording stuff on his own, and we recorded different side projects. So we got to talking, and we were like, we're sitting on all these albums. Half of them are good. Half of them are listenable. Why don't we just release it? Why, why stockpile this stuff? I mean, this stuff was recorded on Tascam 4-tracks. You know Uh-oh. what I mean? Like audio cassettes.
2: So like early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s? This
3: would be the earliest recording I think we have is from 94.
2: Damn. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and that
3: was done on a Tascam 4 track, and we had audio cassettes of that. Then we graduated to a digital 8-track that was used zip drives. Remember the zip disks? Of course.
2: But that stuff is gold if you saved it.
3: But this is what's so funny. The, the audio cassettes, they still work. The zip discs, half of them worked. Mm. Luckily, we had some of the songs on um, a burnt CD that probably took us three days to burn back in 95 or 97, whenever that was. Um, so we started re-releasing the old stuff and making new albums. So fast forward now, we have Maritone Records. Like I said, check it out, maritonerecords.com.
1: It and it up, we're releasing
3: folks. albums hit it up and um so butterfly jones in the colony and one of the songs they did was uh the crawl, which is what we were uh which is what i send you and we actually made some music videos too so you can check out maritone records on youtube and we made some music videos for these um for a couple songs off of each album
2: question um Success uh with Logo podcast transfers to YouTube or what you're doing, how does all this transfer to YouTube and people and reception?
3: Um, you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> I noticed the, the songs that we have videos for on YouTube of course are getting more plays through the streaming services. Mm. So I mean this is still we're still really early in the game, so we're still trying to figure all this out.
2: In da da in do. da do. Ba, ba. exactly. So yeah. Where like where do you go from here? Like, do you well, do you consider you and your brother like a punk rock band or just like, eh, let's just do it?
3: You know what? It's funny. Um We're trying to hit every genre that we can. We really are. Um I personally, I, my music background, I, I'm a drummer, you know, in the beginning and um, my first biggest influence was big band and swing Gene Krupa, that opening drum beat to sing, sing, sing. Wow. That was it. And then, so from there, it just took off and then, you know, big band swing then of course, what's the next step? The Ramones. Boom. Does that make sense? Yeah, Because
2: yeah, yeah. it was fun,
3: you know? And so it's kind of like we're all over the board and what we like to listen to. And then so what I've been realizing is when I, I get into my stages where I'll listen to a certain genre of music for like a month straight, then I would just start recording. And then when I'm recording kind of corresponds to what I've been listening to. Um, so it's been a lot of fun it really has
2: I have to ask because the elephant in the room is everybody's elephant in the room that is listening right now how do you find the place where you're not annoying your significant other with what the hell you're doing
3: Uh, Mm. well that is a very good question for
2: everyone it's a, a legitimate question for everybody like how do you
3: I it's, gotta put it put it to you this way. I am extremely lucky that my wife has put up with a lot of the bizarre ideas. Okay. All right. There.
2: So eleven years later, she's still the same person. God bless her.
3: I know. It's it's amazing. When I'm like, oh, I'm gonna bring a giant four foot cardboard dinosaur in the house. Okay.
2: <laughs> Remote controlled erasers, you know.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. She'll she'll even help me like she helped me design Tobor She actually helped me with it's skippy
2: wait wait wait, um, wait, wait. you ha- you can't you have to explain tobor one more time
3: yeah tobor was um my robot sidekick <laughs> of course and so um you know she helped me design the inner workings of tobor uh on the chris o show
2: oh uh, and he rules because why he talks like
3: he talks like a robot <laughs>
2: I find my I catch myself doing that like in line at like Walgreens.
3: You know, it's really funny. Cardboardosaurus. who was a, a character on the show, he his like catchphrase if he had one was um but Chris.
2: <laughs> oh my god, yes.
3: So that's how he would like start almost every sentence. So there'll be times <laughs> I'll be out and about and some random person, like I, I knew I'm through the scene. I would just hear the loudest but Chris! And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Cardboardosaurus lives everywhere.
2: So the streets of New Jersey are not safe. Alright, no. so listen folks, really really important, if you're listening to this, you're not alone. If you think you're talking to yourself, you might actually be making your own show.
3: You never know. Absolutely, You never know.
2: But you have to have sound effects and a good band. And Chris Mariano is your drummer. <laughs>
3: All right. So, um,
2: all right. Explain a a show when you guys show up like.
4: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin. Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price.
2: Go to your happy price, priceline. I'm I'm so mesmerized by you. How do you step up on a stage and say, Hi, we're the omatics, we're gonna play weird shit.
3: Well, you know what? It's um it, w- what was fun about the omatics is it started off as a three-piece, right? It was yep. um basically a three-piece most of the time. And then we started getting crazy. And we at one point, we did... (laughs) You had a saxophone, right? Well, we did four or five shows with 12 people on stage. Oh, my God. We had a four-piece horn section. We had a keyboard player. We had another percussionist, another guitar player. Someone that just played the cowbell. I mean, it was... It got absolutely bonkers. If you want to see... A clip that just like really like what the heck are they doing <laughs> look up seymour watch out by the omatics on youtube that there's a clip of us doing it with the horn section and it's just completely insane it's gonna melt your face i'm just uh, warning you huh? i'm just warning you right now
2: i have to ask about audience feedback
3: oh uh, okay so there was something we dubbed the omadic stare. Oh God! So, yeah. I do have to say, when we get on when we get on stage, we wear matching outfits. So <laughs> there'll be matching bowling shirts, yes. um, all the same color. Uh, a couple times we will wear matching white and red collar bowling shirts with white pants at red red Chuck Taylors. So we look like nineteen fifties ice cream men. <laughs> so we would get on stage and everybody would just give us a stare, like. What the heck is this? And then so we kind of would set our set list with there's no breaks. It's a 45-minute non-stop show. What the they for? What the they for? And then like one song will go into the other. No stops. So it was... Dave, I'm telling you, man. It was every show we would get the omatic stare. People would be staring at us for the first song. Like, what is... First they give us a look like they want to beat us up. And halfway through the first song, their face kind of lightens up. Mm-hmm. And then... Through the second song, I see the head nod. <laughs> in the third song, they're pulling their friends closer to the stage to watch us.
2: For their own protection? Or No,
3: because they want to see like, you got to see these guys. They're absolutely they're, – they're insane. I, I, agreed. But, you know, a, it was funny, though, because a couple times we did not win the crowd over. Um, a, oh, played, oh, wait, wait. I want to hear about that. <laughs> we played uh, a venue in – philadelphia on south street called the pontiac grill
2: i almost said philadelphia
3: (laughs) and the promoter he knew our music he listened to our at the time our press kit and he knew what we were about but he decided to book us on a death metal show
0: what the hell um...
3: yeah so we walk out in our ice cream outfits oh no Oh, sandwiched no. in between there was two death metal bands before us oh no two death metal bands after us <laughs> we get up on stage and i look at them well first off when we pull up when we see it's a death metal show we instantly change our set list to the hardest stuff we have
2: well, like do you turn like you have to like down tune your amps and your freaking chords like or you you just didn't care you didn't care we
3: just tried to put on the hardest (laughs) rocking show we could oh boy we won over maybe like three percent of the crowd yes you know um i do have to say though the highlight of it though was at the end of the show this one guy i think he might have been the banter he comes over (laughs) and he goes hey i just gotta say not my kind of music but i give you credit for sticking around
0: oh my god (laughs)
3: I mean, I guess that's a compliment.
2: Um, It is. I have read more than a hundred of these rockumentaries and yes, what that guy did for you that day. Yes. But he could have promoted you for the next show. Um, Oh yeah.
3: I mean, it was just, it, it, you know, it it just, I love, I, I, I look back at it. We had some amazing times playing and traveling in that school bus and, you know, and, and now it's different. Now we're doing stuff, we're recording. The Omatics are still somewhat together, um, waiting for the right show to play. A lot of the venues um, up in northern New Jersey that we played at closed down during COVID. Um, a lot, a lot of other ones are popping up, so we really have to just see what we're doing right now. Though we're basically concentrating on recording solo stuff now, um, so it's been a good time.
2: I am such a fan, and um, I, I am trying to contain myself the whole time that you're talking because I'm picturing all of this. Um, but you mentioned that you you traveled in a school bus.
3: Oh, my gosh. The school bus was great. So we bought this mini school bus, mm-hmm. right? And we took the three back seats out so we can load our gear in. We would load our friends in and play, play you know, drive around, play, sleep in the bus. <laughs> One time we played – it was uh, – a college student center and it was like a a, you know an all night of music at the student center so we played the show we loaded our gear in and we're waiting in the bus someone I think was inside using the bathroom so we were waiting for someone so we're all sitting there and all of a sudden these two kids walk up onto the bus with their backpacks and they sit down so now there's like six of us in the bus and these two strange kids just walk and sit down no one's saying a word about anything oh my god and then all of a sudden one of my friends turns around and goes to the guys hey can we help you <laughs> what, like what's what do you need and they're like oh isn't this the shuttle bus to the parking lot <laughs> and then so my brother like well you need a ride to your car we'll take you we're the omatics oh. and we drove them to their car <laughs> dude the whole time they thought we were the shuttle bus they had no clue that we were the band that just played
2: i hope to god you recorded that
3: no yeah. i wish i wish it was just really funny i just love
2: old maddox really- we're like in the ma- in the middle of a death metal show that, oh my is... gosh okay so we're going to introduce the next song <laughs> you
3: yeah. know what i think um since we were talking about it could we go to the crawl by butterfly jones in the colony
2: hell yeah Let's go. Yeah. So
3: there's actually a music video for this. So you can check it out on YouTube and the Butterfly Jones in the Colony debut album. Welcome to our world is available on all streaming services right now.
2: Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for tuning in once again. Back to basics. The guy that kind of inspired me to keep doing this odd, eh, this weird thing I keep doing. Um, Chris Mariano of the Omatics. Look it up. Look him up. You could look up everything he talks about. The music is the reason and the inspiration why I, I, I still do this. Why? It's funny. It's fun and. It, Yes. Does it make sense? Who cares? If it makes sense to you, enjoy it. And he made me embrace that very idea.
3: Okay, so we listened to Butterfly Jones in the Colony, The Crawl. And now we're going to talk about something that is going to be released on Maritone Records in about two months. Um, I to. I have a music video planned that I'm going to be shooting very soon. Um, again, this is all part of The music I've been listening to, um, I don't know if you remember this, but in like the, I'm going to say around 95 to 97, lounge music kind of came back.
2: Well, I know because Mike Patton did the uh, Lovage album and it was a joke, you know, like he did it as a joke. But it sounded great.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was an amazing, amazing series called the Ultra Lounge Series. It's like 14 discs of a compilation of the best of lounge music. And people don't really know, like, lounge music has different subgenres. There's organ lounge. There's bongo lounge. There's saxophone lounge. There's space lounge. Um, so I've been really, really interested in lounge music. And so now this is great where... Two things that I'm very interested in combined together. Lounge music, odd pop music, and then odd musical instruments. So back in 1971.
2: Ooh, are we going to get into the Moog?
3: No, this is something different, actually. All right. Hold off, <clears> off on the odder. Moog. The
2: Moog is coming. In
3: 1971, the toy company, Mattel, wanted to get into the music instrument business so they produced an organ called called the optigan now this thing is absolutely bonkers what it did it was so far ahead of its time if you ask me it basically was a chord organ which means like your left hand would play buttons that would have the different chords c d e f g And then your right hand would play the individual notes, like a regular keyboard. It would have the white and black keys. But what this thing did was it took records that had samples embedded in the record. And you would put these. Yeah, there were optical records. And you would put these records into the record, into the organ, and you would play the samples.
2: You could already see that was set to fail with copyright.
3: Well, no, no. It was stuff that they recorded for this project. Oh, uh, okay. And then what the beauty about it is, when you bought the records, you were also buying the rights to use the, the, the samples in your music. Hmm. So now what's interesting is um, – so they would have like say a band would record a guitar riff. And then so you would hold down the right note, the right key. And it would play that guitar riff as long as you hold that note down. It was very, very interesting. They actually used this organ to record a lot of the music that was made for intermission films that would play, or that was played at drive-in movie theaters. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. So I've been obsessed. So fast now rewind. Last year, I'm in this vintage organ group on, on the Facebook, right? And someone was playing this organ had a video and I was like, what the heck is this? So I do research. I get obsessed with this. I try and buy this organ. I, you can't find them anywhere. Right. I finally hunt one down in um, Connecticut. I get in touch with the seller. No,
2: I love that you tried to find this thing.
3: Oh yeah, of course. So I, I get in touch with the seller. Boom. Okay. It's still for sale. All right, perfect. I'm going to have to rent a van to go pick this thing up because I can't fit it in my car. I already set up. I'm going to rent the U Haul. I go and get the U Haul. I check the guy. Hey, we're on the way. Oh, sorry. I sold it already. (laughs) Of course. What? Why? Yeah. Why would it work out? But then (laughs) this is what's amazing. There's someone out there in this wonderful, wacky world that was totally obsessed with this organ to the point that he bought the rights to anything that was done with this. He found the master reels that were recorded for every record, digitized them, and made an iPad app. Oh, my God. So I bought said iPad app. I recorded two albums worth of crazy, wacky instrumental lounge music under the name the peppermint kaleidoscope sound company yes you did <laughs> and then so this is where this is really funny so <laughs> you, right
2: really this is where it gets funny
3: <laughs> so i just got done recording the albums i'm on a high and i'm like i gotta test this music out live you're killing me you're <laughs> what killing venue me. am i gonna be able to like talk to the venue owner into booking me to play live lounge music then the next day I'm thinking, where am I gonna do this? Where am I gonna do this? And then my friends say, Hey Chris, stop on by this weekend. I'm have we're having a garage sale. And I'm like, wait a second, do you want live shopping music at your garage sale? Yes. So the Peppermint Kaleidoscope Sound Company performed live at a garage sale. That freaking rules. <laughs> People had to do a a second and third. They were walking up the driveway and they hear me playing and then they look and they're like, wait, what is this live music? And then I'm like, yeah, that's how much we care about you. We give you live shopping music.
2: Um, All right. Did you film? Did you film this?
3: There was a very, very short clip of it uh, (laughs) that we filmed. I did put it up on my uh, personal Facebook, but um, I have been practicing the songs. Once the album releases on the streaming services, I'm going to be putting up ads on Craigslist for me to be play at your garage sale. I'll play it for free. I just want to play live shopping
2: music. <laughs> you got a place right here. Uh, all right. So listen, folks, if you're not entertained enough, we're going to come back and he's going to talk about the weirdest instrument he has acquired. And then oh, we're yes. gonna, yeah. And then we're gonna so, talk. We're gonna hear about it.
3: Are we gonna throw it now to the peppermint cha cha?
2: Yeah, we should do that right now. But make be prepared to talk about what's that? The thera, I can't say moog, therum the moog,
3: theramini.
2: Yeah, I almost said moog theramutic. Close, close. That wouldn't help anybody. All right, be right back, folks. <laughs>
0: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark if you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
2: Folks, that was Peppermint Cha-Cha. I'm talking to the creator right now, Chris Mariano. If you don't know the Peppermint Cha-Cha, and you, if you don't share it, I don't know you. So here's <laughs> Chris. Chris is back with us right now. And, dude, if he wasn't the focal point of inspiration, I don't know what is. Wow. And Thank that, you so much. Yeah, well, I'm still doing it. And you actually said a year after... I met Taddy at the show. You were next to me, and a year later, you were like, "You're still doing it. You're inspiring. I I like what you're doing," and that made me keep going. I felt like I would disappoint you if I was not inspiring well, it's, other. Folks. It's funny.
3: The the sign off for the Chris O'Matic show every episode was yes. Take time out of your busy life to imagine, create, and inspire. Absolutely. And That's what you're doing, man. You're still doing this show. I guarantee when you link this out on your social medias and people see that you're doing it, you're inspiring other people to say, hey, you know what? I want to do something like that. He's inspiring me to create art. And in that's it's like you're doing it. I'm blown away that you're still doing it. And it's absolutely amazing. And you're killing it. And I'm so happy that you're still doing
2: it. You were there at Ground Zero, my friend. Uh, Steel City Con, whatever the hell that was. But, yes, you were there, and I, at that point, had zero confidence. I had four comic books out, but now I actually I have publications out, which is nice. It's amazing.
3: Right? It's amazing. Just well, keep going, man. Keep going. You never know what's going to happen.
2: Trying, trying. But I, I write horror. Not many people like to read horror anymore, but um, if they do— It's all going
3: to come around. It <laughs> all comes around. Well, it's
2: always at fairlydarkproductions.com.
3: I would suggest
2: Dwelling in the Dark for the novice. If you like horror stories, 11 horror stories, all different, all different monsters, all different people. Now, I want to talk about YouTube real quick because you could have easily taken the YouTube route. You didn't. You were like, eh, it's my website, my show. I'm going to do it this way.
3: YouTube is actually... Personally, sometimes I have some problems with YouTube. Absolutely. One time I was uploading an Omatics video to YouTube and it got nailed for copyright infringement. It's my own song. I'm playing the drums.
2: Uh, No, one of my buddies, uh, JD Talking Sports, by the way, great podcast, folks. Just got nailed uh, because he played footage of the Tyson fight. Don't do that. Don't do that.
3: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but... it's it's absolutely amazing. We did a live broadcast of an omadic show on our Facebook feed. Right? So basically I set the camera up on a tripod, I hit broadcast, I ran up on stage and we played. It must have been twelve seconds before we played. During that twelve seconds in the background was a print song. The whole audio for the whole hour show got deleted. Oh no. Or that 12 seconds of the Prince song. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Um, yeah. You have to be leery of those damn ambient things.
3: (laughs) Well, actually, this is actually a really interesting story. So my brother and I run an organization called Kids Love Comics, where different comic conventions will book us to do workshops teaching kids and grownups how to create, how to how to draw, how to be storytellers, how to use their imagination. One of the workshops we had was called Groove is in the Ark."
2: Oh, I love where, that.
3: So we had two easels up and we would play different genres of music, hip hop, punk, classical, bluegrass. And we would say, you hear the music, you feel the music, Now, draw the
2: music. Anyway,
3: then we're so we did this at, um, I believe it was AwesomeCon in DC. We did this a couple times, people loved it. Um, Really fast, quick story, side story to this. One time we were doing this workshop, and this little girl walks up to me, pulls on my jacket, and she goes, Mister, can I have a marker? I wanna draw, can I draw or am I too little? No, you could draw, go ahead. So she gets up there, she's drawing. And it was funny, I remember I had bluegrass music playing and she drew a dog playing a banjo. I still remember this. And then she comes up to me, she goes, is this good? I'm like, it's good, it's good. And then I played classical music, she drew clouds. She comes up to me again. What about this mister, is this good? Yeah, this is great. The whole time her mom is taping all this on her phone, <laughs> crying her eyes out. Oh. Tears are pouring, pouring down. And I walk up to her and I go, ma'am, is everything okay? She goes, is it all right? I'm taping this. I want to send this to my husband who couldn't come. Hmm. I go, yeah, but are you all right? And she goes, sir, you don't understand this. My daughter has severe autism. And for her to talk, Is just amazing. But for her to talk to a complete stranger is unheard of. And she just came up to you, talked to you, and started drawing. And she said that her their therapist said, Why don't you try art to help her with her communication? And they bought this girl all these art sets and nothing worked. And then so the mom said, Do you think it's the music? And I said, Honestly, yes. Music is very inspirational. You know, so like that's why we love doing this workshop. But here's the kicker. We did this workshop at a convention. The convention got a letter from ASCAP wanting royalty payments for every song that we played.
2: I'm exhausted.
3: Every song that we played at that workshop, they wanted a royalty payout from.
2: Meanwhile, you tapped into that girl's – you tapped into something she could not find herself, but you found it.
3: Yeah. And you, yeah, op- and it was, you,
2: you opened it up.
3: And it was just like – so then we had to stop doing that workshop uh. until now because now we do Maritone Records Presents Groove is in the Art. And we just play all of our own music because we have all different genres of music and um, – we have everything from rock music, punk to Radio Some hip hop from stuff that my brother Mark does, called Captain Swirly, and um, you know. And then we also have some interesting instrumental music by Database.
2: Kind of have to add this right now. I'm so glad that you are still going um, and pervade. Uh, <sighs> You've hit a lot of brick walls, plenty of brick walls, yet you still stay inspired to keep moving forward.
3: It's all about the challenge. It really is. It's always always about like, all right, we hit this wall. How are we going to go around or over this? And when we're doing the conventions, I mean, yes, it is nice to sell books, you know, but it really is. We want to help people create that's what it's all about. We want to inspire people. I'm lucky enough that I have creative people around me. You know, especially like Maddox. I was very lucky that I had other musicians that were, you were. so much better than me. You they blew a, you, me No,
2: away. you were, were... Yeah. To be surrounded by people, like-minded people, that's where you got lucky.
3: Yes. I mean, the I'm rest very, of it, Chris, very lucky. The
2: rest of it, Chris, it's you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I do appreciate that. I really do. But, um... You know, and that's why we're still doing conventions. We're still doing kids love comic setups at different conventions throughout the U.S. You know, and um, it's just we 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 come up with different workshops, and you know, you know, Dave. It's like we've been doing this for a while, and it's been so much fun. So, like the stories that we've been hearing now, because we've been doing conventions now for like fourteen years, and um, yeah, you know, you see your regulars at the different conventions, and. To see like this one dad came up to me this past convention and said, I don't know if you remember me, but you and your brother gave pointers to my daughter about art. And, you know, you guys picked her to you gave her a half a table at the Baltimore Comic Con. We did a future stars of comics and um, we picked her to be one of them. And now she's graduating from art school and she has a job lined up as a graphic designer. And it just blows my mind, you know, like that we we're inspiring people just by doing our silly little workshops. You, in did. The middle of nowhere, you did. You did. Know?
2: That that is phenomenal. But, dude, that's
3: what I'm saying. Like, you never know how many people you're inspiring by uh, doing this show,
2: I, we'll or doing
3: your your stories. You have no clue how many people you're inspiring. I'm inspired by you.
2: Thank you. Don't have a clue on that that part. And
3: that's that's the beauty, because you know what? You're just doing it because it's your passion. And when people see how passionate you are about this, that's what inspires people. And that's, what's amazing about you, sir.
2: Um, thank you. I actually needed to hear that right now.
3: It was (laughs) was good. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Your brother, your brother, has he ever looked at you and said, what the hell are we doing?
3: No. Well, you know what it is? We always just laugh. I'll throw an idea at him. We're both each other's creative consultants. Um, This all started, this all started with a little turtle that my brother drew on a piece of paper. Whoa. A little cartoon turtle. This little guy was so cute and he just wrote Tickle. I was working in um, a post-production, video post-production facility in New York that had ties with Nickelodeon. So we put together a cartoon and we pitched it. To Nickelodeon, and we made it a couple rounds. They were interested, interested, and then it fell apart. And I said to my brother, You know what? We spent all this time developing these characters, developing this name. Why don't you do something with it? And my brother drew his first book. It was called Welcome to Happy Lou. Actually, you can actually, it's on YouTube. You can actually watch a pilot episode. That we did in After Effects, Adobe After Effects, in uh, nineteen. This had to be around ninety-seven. Is that in nineteen ninety-seven? New
2: Jersey based.
3: Um, It's it's no. You'll see it's an animation. We did the music. We did the sound effects. We did the whole thing. Um, If you look up Happy Lou cartoon on YouTube, um, you'll be able to find the pilot episode of Happy Lou. That we made, um, yeah. But it's all about—you never know where something's going to take you. So that little drawing of a turtle that my brother drew, let you know, brought us to books, brought us to conventions, brought us to music, brought us to marathon records, brought me to being interviewed by you. You never know.
2: Hey kids, are you actually listening right now? Because I am too. I am. I'm listening. This is like one of my. Uh purveyors of the fine arts (laughs) and yes i am listening because it's amazing when you hear this you don't realize it but yeah you draw that thing you write that thing you play that freaking chord as loud as you can you don't know who's listening
3: you have no clue you have no clue who's listening you have no clue who's watching your stuff on youtube who's reading your stories Even posts, even some posts that people put on Facebook could be inspiring or on your social media. You know, it's just inspiration is everywhere. And that's why I always say, imagine, create and inspire because you never know where that's going to lead.
2: Big time. And this is my guy. Again, folks, if you ever ask why I do it. Well, yeah, I I like free T-shirts. I like CDs. I love talking to bands, but the inspiration is where it actually comes from. The real place, the bone, the marrow. This is the guy. Um, check him out. This is where Chris Mar- Mariano tells you everywhere you can find him.
3: Yeah, check us out. Um, You can also te- check out MarianoBros.com and um, we're on YouTube. Maritone Records on YouTube. All your streaming services. Maritone Records and um, you know christopher mariano on facebook
2: yeah man you won't be disappointed it's always interesting but where do you go from here
3: well you know what we're doing it's just like so we're with the maritone records now every month we're releasing different albums under different band names different genres um so this month's release is another one uh, that my brother recorded in 1998 by under the name captain swirly And then coming up next month is an album called Database that I recorded using all Moog instruments. Um, Moog Model D, Moog 15, and a Moog. Originally, what I wanted to do was get the audio recordings to Apollo space space missions and do like a 70s sci-fi soundtrack to it. So I was going to have like boop, 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 you know, like the the beeping noises and then of course, rusters to speed, you know, and then I was going to do some of that like crazy seventies sound effects and music to it. I haven't been able to locate a really clear, clean version of the audio yet. So then what I did was, this was interesting where it's a combination of, I went back to the archives from the Chris O'Matic show. And I dug up a lot of the old informational films like Don't Be a Mr. Bungle. Oh. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, so yeah. I I found some cool clips and I took the narration and I did soundtracks to it. Um, and the last song we're going to listen to today is, uh, is called Fallout. And this was really fun. This was uh, from... This narration is from a film about Fallout and what happens when a nuclear bomb goes off and how if you hide behind a stack of magazines, you'll be okay. Yeah, it's amazing. So I'm currently in the middle of recording the second Database album, and I bought a new toy to record it. And uh, let's see, I'm going to try and actually play this thing with the microphone. I don't know how this is going to sound. So let's see. so that's the so there's an instrument that came out called the theremin that basically used in 50s sci-fi it was used in the beginning of the original star trek series you know the theme song of course. And um, Moog put out something called the Moog Thera Mini. And it's the same thing where it's basically you, you use your hands to control the volume and the pitch. You're not touching anything. It's like an invisible harp that you're playing. Um, it's absolutely insane. It's super difficult to play. I don't think it's like really... I don't really think you'll be able to play, like, cover songs with this thing. Um, <laughs> like, I know, like, I don't think you'll be able to play your favorite Nickelback song on it. But, um, we'll yeah, be okay you'll okay
2: be OK with that. With yeah, that. I'm sure we'll survive that. Um, again, it's called the Moog
3: Theremin. Theramine. Let's see. Let me try it one more time. All right. Hold on. Let's see what we can do here.
2: Are you picking, plucking?
3: Nothing. You just wave your hands over this. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to play, but this is not the newest toy, and then we'll see what happens from here.
2: Yeah, I I want to do a whole show on that thing.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. amazing.
2: You're amazing, dude. Um, So are you using that live or just for your... so
3: what i'm using what i'm planning now is i'm gearing up to do a bunch of live of the uh, peppermint kaleidoscope sound (laughs) company um i have a whole stage show planned in my head um i am going to bring the theremini to that um i've been practicing the peppermint kaleidoscope stuff so it's going to be a rocking lounge show awesome if that's a thing and um it's going to be a lot of fun. I have have a lot of gears in motion, but that's what it's all about. Do you plan on
2: like recording that live?
3: Yeah, I'm going to do a lot of live streams of it. Um, In fact, if you follow Maritone Records on Facebook, which is the best thing to keep in touch with us, follow Maritone Records on Facebook. I will be going live a bunch of times practicing the stage show. Um, so you'll be able to see that, and then we also go live once a month talking about um, what our next release is going to be for, uh, for the album, for the record label. So look up Maritone Records on Facebook, give us a like, and in this way you'll be a part of all the fun, and you get to see some live broadcasts of the Peppermint Kaleidoscope Sound Company, the Omatics, and some other good stuff too. I
2: can't recommend
3: anything better.
2: Hey, thank you so much for doing this. Again, folks, this this guy right here, Chris Mariano, is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and still doing it. Uh, to inspire other folks like yourself. You're sitting there in the dark with your earbuds in, but you're wondering what to do next. It doesn't take much. Pick up a Moog. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, get a move, fair and many, and just wave your hands over it, and then you're making noise. It, yeah.
2: Chris Mariano, thank you so much for being here, um, folks. At Fairly Dark on Twitter, however, Elon Musk bought me out. <laughs> I don't know what to do there. <laughs> Screw that bullshit. All right, so uh, Instagram, Kettle Whistle Radio, and, of course, always on Facebook, And you can find us HipCast and uh, ElectroCast is our new home. Um, And iHeartRadio, folks, thank you so much for listening. You met Chris. You're going to hear more about Chris. Thank you Um, so
3: much. I really appreciate it. And everyone, please check out Maritone Records on Facebook and um, give us a like.
2: Indeed. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. So the show almost ended, but um, then Chris made the mistake of saying he knows about The Last Dinosaur by Sid and Marty Croft, which I own on DVD, bootleg, because it was never (laughs) ever released on anything. But I've never met a single person that knows the film The Last Dinosaur.
3: When you said it, I, like, like got shocked like i actually sat back in my seat like wait a second because i tell everybody this that the first movie we ever rented from a video rental store was baby the last dinosaur
2: that's not the one no no last dinosaur is sid and marty croft 78 joan van Ark is in it and sings the title track
4: yeah.
3: Oh, so I'm thinking of the other, the one that was made in like the '80s. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I am older than you. Um, yes, yeah. I didn't see that one. Uh, uh, so, yeah. oh, you have research now. This is good.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna have to look this up.
2: Yeah, go for it, man. All right, otherwise I'll send it to you. Thank you so much for listening, folks, and thank you, Chris Mariano.
3: Thank and, you, my friend,
2: and the Omatics.
3: Fallout. Right which may
4: occur miles and miles away from the blast. You need to know about fallout, what it is, how to detect it, and what to do to protect yourself against it. Everybody needs to know. Yes, this does mean you. Watch and listen. One day, these facts may save your life. What is this fallout anyhow? Just bits of radio act fall out of the mushroom cloud of a nuclear explosion and settle on the ground. These bits of matter can be dangerous. Can be dangerous. You are exposed to some radiation every day from cosmic rays or other natural sources of radiation. These exposures are too small to hurt you. But when a wartime nuclear explosion occurs, a serious fallout follows. Thousands of tons of analyzed earth, building materials, rocks and gases may be thrown into the air. And the mushroom cloud containing them sometimes moves as high as 100,000 feet, nearly 20 miles up. Some of the radioactive particles spill out near the explosion site. Others may be carried for 10, 50, 100 miles or more. But how will you know if there is fallout? You can't hear, smell, taste, or see the radiation. But you yourself can detect the fallout particles that produce it. The easiest time to do this without special instruments is when the fallout is settling through the air. This starts any time from about one half hour to several hours after the explosion, depending on how far away you are. And it continues to fall for an hour or longer. Usually, you can see the fallout. So if there has been an explosion of a nuclear weapon within a few hundred miles of you, you should suspect every unusual concentration of dust in the air being fallout. After an explosion in daylight, watch any unusual accumulation of dust. At night, put a white or light-colored plate outside. Examine it every 15 minutes or so. If dust is accumulated on the plate, treat it as fallout. The particles in that fallout behave like miniature x-rays. Sending out radiation in all directions. If there are many particles, and if you are exposed to them long enough, you will be hurt. Others will be watching for that fallout, of course. Experts will estimate the probable path and speed of approaching far, and try to keep you closer. But it may come before you hear any details, by radio or otherwise you must take precautions, whether you hear their reports or not. If radio stations are operating, you will hear reports, especially on the Conrad frequencies 640 or 1240 on your AM dial. As soon as it is safe for specially protected crews to get out into the open, these highly trained civil defense radiation detection teams We'll make a thorough check of radiation levels and characteristics. Those facts will be relayed to you by radio as fast as they come into the Civil Defense Headquarters in your area. <coughs>
1: Pop culture, subculture, music, Music. Horror. horror, Sex, 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 politics, politics art, and overall, overall bad ass, ass. This, this is Society, is society 13. 13, Redefining Podcasting. Electrocast.
0: Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.